What's up, guys? We're back, uh, Victor and Victor. Uh, today, actually, is a special edition of our podcast. We have a really special guest with us today, Lisa Sahan. Welcome, Lisa. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Lisa, why don't you just um, you know introduce yourself for those who maybe don't know you? I know a lot of you guys do, not only from our youth, but probably across the country at this point. But for those who don't, you know, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, hi guys, my name is Lisa Sahan, and um, a little bit by myself. I grew up in the Slavic Pentecostal Church, and I am a daughter of a pastor. And I would say, um, I first started developing my personal relationship with Christ when I was probably around 15 or 16 years old, and ever since then, I've been seeking after Him and helping out in different ministries and uh, trying to help build God's kingdom. That's great. I mean, I think you're very humble in your, your description. I think there's a lot more you could have said. But um, why we have you on here today, you know, a couple weeks ago at Youth, you sang this song by the name of Still I Will Praise. And I don't know about Vic, but for me, I, I just really can feel that like the Holy Spirit just working in you through that song and, and throughout your entire life. And as far as I understand that you sang this after a, a really tough period in your life, right? The, over this past year, dealing with the loss of your brother, uh, I know that must have been really hard for you. And to still worship through that grief, to still worship through all that pain, how did you do it? Um, well. Maybe before we get into that question, uh, maybe you can just, you know, describe the situation a little mm. bit. Um, so some of you may know, but I did have an older brother whose name was Benjamin Sagan, and he suffered with epilepsy and a a lot of other different disorders, and he was not able to take care of himself, so someone always had to be with him and take care of him 24/7. And um, he was had a very um, he was a very big part of all of our lives, and quite literally my world and my siblings and my family, our world revolved around him. We always made our schedule to be around him and like events and family vacations. Um, but um, last year, October 23rd, he um, had a sudden, uh, suddenly passed away. And um, we don't know what the reason was, but his heart just stopped beating. And it definitely caught us all off guard, and we did not know. And in the moment, it was really hard, not going to lie. And, um, you know, you spent the whole day wondering and questioning well, why is this happening to us now? You know, we served God so faithfully all of these years, and even though we had a brother who was sick and he had seizures, we couldn't do anything. Like, you know, we always ran to God to help us, and, like, we always went to him to ask for help. So why would he take such a precious gift away from us? Um, and, you know, after spending all day, you know, crying and crying out to God, like, your eyes are puffy and swelling, your throat is sore, but after the ambulance, um, Actually, no, after the funeral home came and they took Benjamin away. And um, we all went into our living room and we just sat in a circle. And um, my sister, Galina, my oldest sister, she started um, singing Bojavaliki, which is Vanya's favorite song. And to me, in that moment when I was sitting there and just looking at my family, we just went from that worship song to the next and to the next. And, like, you know, it, it didn't necessarily sound the most beautiful and we didn't harmonize the whole time, but it was... The beauty was in the rawness of the songs, of the emotions that were so um, that were so noticeable in it. And 
you know, the reason why we were able to sing these songs is because we went to the one thing that we knew, you know, the one being that we knew that would be able to help us. And that being, that essence would be God. Because God, even though, you know, maybe he didn't ultimately, he didn't hear, um, he didn't answer our prayers the way that we wanted to, like healing Benjamin miraculously, you know. But in the sense, we knew that he would still guide us each and every step of the way. And like, even though a part of us is missing, God was still able to fill that void with the spirit of worship because God is still good, you know? He gives and he takes away. He gave us the precious gift of Benjamin where we learned so many life lessons through. And then he also took him away. Yeah, like uh, going through that grief, um, and like I kind of noticed that like the immediate response wasn't really to worship. You know, you, you went through that, that grief, but... Um, at the end of the day, like you, you went to that one rock, that one solid, firm foundation that you knew, and I think that it's not, um, it's not always like that. It's if if you are constantly putting your faith in Christ, and that's what your life is built around, then I think that would be your response. In, instead of you know being mad at God, but you know if if in any every other aspect of your life is not revolving around Christ. Um, I don't think it would be as easily for you to go and worship it through those moments, you know? Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. And I think the reason why, you know, our almost like automatic response is because you guys know my dad. And for those of you who don't, my dad used to be our youth pastor. And he very emphasized on building your personal relationship with Christ. So at a young age, like I, you know, a lot of us spent that personal time with reading our word and, um, <clears throat> sorry reading, you know, God's word and spending time in prayer and having a brother like Benjamin who wasn't able to take care of himself, you very much so learned sacrifice and patience and learning how to be gentle because, you know, sometimes, you know, with my brother having disabilities, like he wouldn't move as quickly as you wanted to or like you would have to, you know, figure out what he wanted even though he couldn't talk and like you would just be like, do you want this or that? Um, and like throughout the whole process, like even on days when like, I would just get really frustrated and I'd just be like, okay, like, come on, Benjamin, like, can you like know hurry up or like move a little better but like you know god would be like hey like take it easy and like throughout this whole time of like growing up with an older brother where you had to take care of him quite literally i'd be like god like please like please help me that i can understand benjamin the best way that i can and um really interesting it's like um i wanted to say this earlier but i forgot but <clears throat> even like through this whole we had this whole grieving process and like even though i was upset and i didn't understand but like my inner being, like my soul knew to go to God. My soul knew to go and worship. And it reminds me of King David right before he was anointed, the prophet. Um, I can't think of his name right now. But he told King David that not every battle is won by the sword. And so he encouraged David to sing worship. And in that moment, that was very much so a battle for me that was not won by, you know, you know, um, necessarily by the sword or like physical, a physical battle, but it was very much so a spiritual and a mental battle where like, I, I couldn't do anything. You mm -hmm. like, you know, once you lose someone, there's nothing you can do about right. it. And, and instead of such deny, like instead of denying it, which will just cause you feel even more pain, like you have to learn to accept it. And by going through that process and by fighting that battle, I went to God and I fought that battle through worship. So, in the midst of that, you know, right after, obviously, this really unfortunate event happened in your life, and you, like you have been saying, you've been going to God, 
what how did you see your life changing through that like how did you see like by worshiping the lord in mm. even in a time where you know it doesn't seem like you should almost uh how did you see your life changing um i, I guess even like a, a question was like how did god transform the situation to you know to uh make it a blessing in your life through that worship mm. that's actually a really good question because Throughout the whole time, I was like, okay, I'm like, God, like, I don't, like from the beginning, I was like, what, what can I learn from this? What can I take away? I don't, I don't want to be a little pity party, be like, oh, I'm so sad. I lost my brother all of a sudden, you know? I'm like, that's not, that, that's not the point. Like, I am to be a vessel that is used by you. So how can this edify your name? How can this encourage others to grow closer to you? And um, it definitely, it made me realize that ultimately nothing is, nothing is in our control mm -hmm. um but most importantly that even when we don't understand or even when we see think that something is going in the wrong way or the wrong direction or it goes in a way we don't expect that doesn't mean it's not god's will and it makes me think about um joseph and how his brothers threw him in that cave and then like he went through the whole process of being enslaved, and then ultimately he ended up being the pharaoh. Like, the beginning of the story sounds absolutely terrible, you know? But, like, that was God's providence over Joseph. And I can see it also through here. And, like, through losing my brother, I'm able to reach out and connect to people who have also lost family members, at like, suddenly or at a young age, like, people who lost other siblings or, like, parents. And, like, when prior, like, I wouldn't know what to do. And a lot of people really struggle with that. When someone loses a family member, they're like, oh, like, what do I say? Like, this is kind of really awkward, you know? But, like, you don't always have to say something to a person who's grieving. Like, simply just be like, hey, I'm praying for you. Or just shoot, shoot them a text, be like, hey, how are you doing? Give them a hug, you know? Or don't tell them anything at all. And literally just, like, just keep them in your prayers. Like, whenever you pray, like, remember about them. And, like, that is a very big thing that I learned and that I'm really grateful for and how God, you know, turned this time of sorrow and grief into a blessing is because I'm, I'm able to understand a little bit of what those people are going through, you know, because obviously you can't understand someone 100%. Mm -hmm. Each situation is different. Um, but like through that, I'm, you know, able to encourage them and show them how even though I went through such sorrow, like I would like God is still good and he still does deserve worship. And I pray that through my experience, I'm able to encourage others to continue serving God because he is a good God, you know? God was good when Benjamin was alive. I said this before, but God was good when Benjamin was alive. God was good when Benjamin passed away and God is still good as I continue to live on without Benjamin. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's so encouraging just like this. Like I've, uh, like I've known about this. I witnessed like you and your family go through this, but I never, um, never really heard this kind of, this story, this side of the story from you. And just hearing is such a blessing because, you know, I've never gone through something where, you know, I lost a brother like that. But um, so many times in my life, you know, you, you feel like um, something's not going your way. And um, thinking it's like it's just so little compared to so many other things. But at the end of the day, the one response that we have is to worship God through that. You know, and mm -hmm. it, it, it is so tough sometimes because we think, you know, we have all these questions of why. We have all these questions of I don't understand. We have all these just uh, like just feeling like no peace, no anything until we run to God and say, God, it, you know, it doesn't matter if I don't understand the situation. I know that you're in control and your ways are higher than mine. And, you know, praying for that peace, worshiping him through that um, is, is the only thing that's going to, 
you know, make the situation better, you know? Mm -hmm. It's definitely um, a very humbling experience. And um, one of the reasons why I really like this song, like Victor said earlier, it's still a praise by Lucy Grimble. I encourage you all to listen to it. Um, the second verse, the first two lines goes, So sweet is the song I can only sing here in the barren place. How tender the praise I can only give here in my earthly pain. And when my heart is broken in pieces, I don't have much to say. With all I have left, I will worship, give you this offering. And I really like that verse because... It doesn't, <clears throat> when you're worshiping God and praising God, it doesn't have to sound beautiful. But what really matters is the placement of your heart and the intentions behind it. And ultimately, that will bring a sweet aroma to God and that will be pleasing to God because we are his creatures. You know, he created us and all of creation worship him, worships him. So are we not also supposed to do the same? Yeah, and like another thing to, to think about is, in the midst of our grief, our pain, or even our doubt, like, when we worship God, it doesn't mean that it's all going to go away. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, we're immediately yeah. not going to have any more pain in our lives, mm -hmm. or we're not going to have any doubt in our lives. And these things are, they're normal things to experience. And I, and I, I think every single person has experienced every single one of those on multiple occasions. And so many of us have this, like, notion that, you know, when we worship or when we turn to God, he's going to take all those things away, all mm -hmm. the things that hurt us, all the things that, you know, don't feel good necessarily out of our lives. But no, actually, it's going to be through the pain that we worship. It's mm -hmm. going to be through the doubt, although mm -hmm. we doubt, you know. Peter doubted that it was Jesus out on the water, but yet he still took that step of faith out, on the, out and he walked mm -hmm. until he started focusing on other things. But when we keep our focus on Christ, that we can worship him and we can just grow this connection to him and we're not gonna feel good necessarily but we'll mm -hmm. have that peace that's mm -hmm. undescribable you know yeah and I, I like how you mentioned before about the raw worship like um so many times when we're doing worship it's kind of covered up by like okay we got to sing the melody right we're going to do the harmonies right the timing has to be right you know the instruments have to be on point but like you said there's so much beauty in just that raw worship where you come to God with literally nothing left. You say, God, I, I can't. I'm broken into a million pieces, like this song says. And all I have is worship, you know. When you're, the only thing you have left is God, and, and that's the most when God can use you and change you and mold you um, through that situation. And, you know, a lot of times God allows these situations to happen in our lives so that he can mold us. So we realize, you know, I may have lost this, God, but I have you. And that is everything I need, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, it's just like you were saying, it's just so beautiful when when worship is not a, just about, you know, the singing and, and it's about your life, your your response to God for how good he is. You know, mm -hmm. it's with everything that you do. You worship Christ, even through the grief, even through, you know, pain, even through um, just difficult situations in your life. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, people will pray a prayer and they'll be like, oh, God, mold me, use me. I want to have a great faith. Well, how can God mold you and use you and give you the gift of faith if you don't go through experiences that make you realize how desperate you are for God and how much you need him? And in that moment when we were out singing, you know, with our voices cracking and like half of us still sobbing, like it was in that moment where, you know, we knew to go to God and God sees the opportunity and he saw our intentions. He saw that we wanted to, you know, see the blessing behind this situation. 
And he has blessed us and he has made us, you know, grow and be able to reach people who have never reached to before. And, um, but like, it is through these trials, like you said, Victor, earlier, how um, it's not like when you worship, these, these, like all the bad things go away. No, but you learn how to live with it and you learn how to grow with it. And in the process of this perseverance, your faith grows and it gets stronger and your, you know, your roots are deeply rooted. Yeah, I, I can't help but thinking about Job and, and how your story just, you know, matches up very, very um, well with Job's. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, because Job, he was probably the most righteous man that's ever lived, you know, and like, obviously beside for Christ. But even through like anything and everything that could possibly happen to him in his life, he lost his sons, he lost his daughters, he, he lost everything, you know, and although it might have not been to that extent, I definitely see part of that in you, mm. you know. And that's just like so encouraging just, just for me and Victor and I hope all of you guys listening that worship isn't, isn't just something that we do when we're happy or isn't just something we do when we're, you know, trying to give thanks to the Lord. Or, but it's, it's something that we do, or we're commanded to do first of all, but that we have the opportunity to do throughout any situation in our life. Mm -hmm. um, I did want to share this one Bible passage that actually Vova shared yesterday. It's from Habakkuk chapter 3, which is verses 17 through 18. And, um, or 17 through 19. And the little title of this passage is A Hymn of Faith. And it goes, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there will be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. Um, when Vova shared this yesterday, it really connected to me personally because, you know, maybe it's not directly like how all of this is related to food and harvest, but like, you know, we were able to rejoice in God through this grief because we had that joy, the joy of salvation, knowing that we are saved, the joy that we know that even though Vanya is not here on this earth with us, you know, he doesn't have to suffer through his epilepsies or having going through his different sicknesses, you know, but he's in that heavenly place with God where he's able to rest and, you know, have the ultimate fellowship. And I don't know what Benjamin is like right now. I'm like, I won't know until I'm in heaven, which makes yeah. it a little exciting. <laughs> but like, that's the beauty behind it. And even though, you know, like I said earlier, like I don't, I don't want this to be like a whole pity me thing, but I want it to be an encouragement that like, you know, life has its ups and downs. It's not going to go all the way. And yes, maybe other people's lives seem easier. And you're like, well, why did this happen to me? You may never know why that ever happened to you. But ultimately, it is to help mold you and shape you into the God-fearing man or the God-fearing woman that God wants you to be. Which is, and in doing so, we are able to do God's will. And what's God's will for everyone to go out and make disciples, to go be the light of the world, to go show love to others who do not have it. You know. Yeah, and I, I think like going through these situations, um, it if if you don't have a relationship with Christ, if you're if your relationship with Christ is not on a firm, solid rock, and these situations come up, you know, 
it's a it's a much bigger possibility that you, you will crumble, you know, that you will your response will be mad at God. But if you have a relationship with God where He is your joy, He is your peace, He is your whole entire life, and everything that you do, you worship Him through that. Because we know that worship is not just going up on stage and singing a few songs. Um, worshiping is, is with your life, is when everything you do glorifies God and builds up His kingdom. You know, if, if that's your response in everything, and those times of grief come, those times when you feel broken, lost, um, you know, your response will be to run to God, mm -hmm. you know. And like we like the Bible says, you know, He will give us peace beyond understanding. Even when we don't understand what's going on in our life, He's going to give us that peace, you know. And um, it's, it's just so amazing that, you know, He is that one friend that's going to stick with us, that mm -hmm. our Father that's going to pick us up when we're down, you know. Praise God for that. Mm -hmm. I percent agree. And might kind of sound weird when I said say it like this, but in a sense, after this situation, I was I kind of thanked God that it happened to my family mm -hmm. in a way because because my dad emphasized on building <clears throat> a personal relationship with everyone. Like you said, we had that firm foundation in Christ. We n knew and know who we are in Christ. You know, we find our self worth and identity in Him. And the reason why we were, you know, able to go through this grieving process as, for lack of better words, quote unquote, smoothly <laughs> as we can, but is because we knew that, you know, like you said, Vic, the ultimate, you know, you find that joy and that peace in Christ. And we were able to do so, though, because we had that personal relationship with Christ. And, you know, why did I think of this? Um, why did this song, Still I Was Praised, like, really touch my heart? And why would, like, you know, I would think of these different Bible stories. And it's because I spent that personal time with Christ. And if you don't spend that personal time with Christ and you don't get to know him, how, are, how is he supposed to speak to you in ways that you don't imagine? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, people always say like, um, building a relationship with Christ is a two-way street. And oh, 100% it is. It is a two-way street. Like how can, you know, how can God reveal his secrets to you if you don't come to him bearing your own secrets and your own burdens. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, Vic mentioned Job earlier. And um, a couple weeks ago, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast before, but a couple weeks ago I sang a song by Shane and Shane. It's called Though You Slay Me. And it's a, it was actually the same time you mm -hmm. sang your song. That's mm -hmm. fine. Um, but, you know, it's, it's very similar in the fact that, you know, you read Job. I think this is, comes from Job. 1513 or 1350 I don't don't quote me on that but um the the lyrics for the chorus are though you slay me yet I will praise you though you take from me I will bless your name though you ruin me still I will worship sing a song to the one who's all I need and then Job says um in, in the Bible he says uh though you slay me yet I will trust you and um you know, looking at that song, reading through Job, when I w and I was going through a rough time in my life as well, you know, and I, I decided to sing that song, but going through this, these lyrics and, and reading through Job, I was just shocked that his response through everything was, though you slay me, yet I will trust you, you know, though everything was taken away, you know, his whole life turned upside down, all his, everything he's ever, you know, worked for, um, is gone, you know, and, and you said, you mentioned God gives and takes away, but, you know, that just shows his attachment was not to those things. His 
only thing was God. He says the, his only need, his only, um, the most important thing, the only important thing to him in life was God, you know. And um, it, it's hard to get to that point, but once we do and, and those things are taken away from us and we're, we're tested through those things, our response will be to trust him through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, just, it's just so amazing to see, like, how Job reacted to those things, you know. Mm-hmm. When you actually sang that song the day I shared my testimony and sang this song, um, I really was just thanking God. I was like, wow, like, you know, that you are using a fellow, you know, brother in Christ to speak through your, um, through to your children that, you know, like as Job and as that song says, like, though you slay me still, I will praise. And I, and I do believe that like, you know, in my inner being, like I knew that I just had to worship. Like that's all that I, that's literally all that I had left. That's all that I could offer God. But like, because it was so genuine and pure and like raw, it's so pleasing to God because he wants his children, you know, to run to him. And I do believe also like, because God was everything to Job, Job knew, I I would want to say like Job would know in his inner being that he's, you know, God is still good. Because, you know, who gave Job all that blessing of all that land and those and those animals and that family? It was yeah. God. It was God who Amen. gave him that blessing. And it was God who gave my family the blessing of Benjamin. And I feel like a lot of people had that misconception that because my brother had disabilities, it was a burden on our family. Yeah, like, notice that, like, how did, you know, going through those years of, of you guys having Ben, you know, you guys looked at it as a blessing. You know, a lot of people can look at it as a burden, but... For you guys, it was a blessing to to have those. And I just, like when I asked, like, what are some things you learned through, you know, working with Ben and having him in your life? And um, so some of the things that um, I've definitely learned through having Benjamin is um, family is very important. And you know, like ultimately, like you know, your friends can come and go, and you can connect with someone really well. But a lot of times, people who have you know your back would be your family and like even though it could be really hard to work with them but like you know you still know that you should serve them and you know help them because they're all you know they're your brother and sister you know by blood but two things I mentioned earlier that I learned from Benjamin was sacrifice and patience um I would miss out on you know hanging out events going on like you know fun things because I would have to stay home and take care of my brother Ben and and, like, sometimes, you know, I would be very upset. Not upset, but I'd just be, like, butthurt. And I'll be, like, sitting at home with Benjamin. Like, man, like, it's just me and Ben. Like, we're just chilling, not really doing anything, you know. But sometimes it was during those times when I would just, you know, sit down and start playing some worship music. Or I would just, you know, sing worship. Or, like, I would start reading the Bible. And, like, simply with Benjamin just, like, being there. And I was, like, I had nothing else better to do. So I'm, like, okay, like, why not spend time with God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um like I was, I was able to grow closer to God, and like even though Benjamin couldn't speak, like he quite literally, I would say for almost everyone in my family, like I, he Benjamin, you know, definitely saw all of us at our highest points and at our lowest points, and like Benjamin wouldn't say anything, but like he would just like you know, like even if like you're really upset or like mad, and you like you would just be frustrated and overwhelmed with life sometimes. And, like, you would just look over at Benjamin. Like, he'll just smile at you and be like, mm. And, like, he was just filled with such a peace mm. and such a joy. And it reminded me of so much of God's peace and, and God's happiness. And it was just so pure. And it would encourage me to spend that time with God. And so, yes, I did have to, you know, sacrifice that time spending time with friends, 
and going to events. But it was worth it because I was, you know, Benjamin reminded me, you know, to just be still. Yeah. You know, let go and let God take, not take control, but like move through you. And, you know, not everything's about you. (laughs) Um, I think people, you know, try to live for themselves, which is very much so um, a very popular, not popular, but a very big theme or topic that's, you know, taught in America. It's, you know, it's like me, myself, and I. Like, you know, do what I want to do. Go inspire the job or go get the dreams that you want to go do. You know, but being a Christian, you are to live for the benefit of others. And I learned that through Benjamin. Like so much, like seven, whatever, like 17 years of my life, 18 years of my life, I was living for the benefit of Benjamin to help him. I would wake up, feed him, take care of him, you know, make sure he doesn't get hurt. Um... So I definitely learned, you know, to lay myself down and to humble myself to help serve my brother. Um, another thing that I learned was patience. You know, especially in this world, everything's go, 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 instant satisfaction. But like I said earlier, like Benjamin had that certain peace and that just like that calmness that was so like not earthly. <laughs> it was very like heavenly, like out of this world. And I honestly do think God has blessed him with that. And it was a constant reminder, especially with my family. You guys know all of us. We're super outgoing people, very busy-bodied, you know, like, okay, go do this, go do that, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, Benjamin was the one thing that brought us home and then reminded us, you know, he's like, hey, like, take it easy, you know, maybe spend some time. Just, like, you know, he loved being outside. And, like, we'd have to be outside with him, like, to watch. And, you know, and I would just sit there and I would just look at nature. And I would hear things that I wouldn't normally hear. I would, I would um, like, like just notice things. Like, you know, the trees, the birds, the, the clouds, the sun. You know, and like in it, God was able to speak through his nature. And, and also because Benjamin moved in a lot more slower pace. Like, you know, even though I was frustrated, I couldn't hurry him up, you know. Because he's his own person. But if I would try hurting up, hurrying up the process of him moving or feeding him or something, he would get hurt, you know. So I would have to, you know, just take it slow. Take it easy, you know. Self-control, like along with that patience. Mm-hmm. Be like, it's, you know, not everything's on your plan. What goes according your way, you know. Amen. Yeah, and, and I mean, another thing, just, you know, looking from the outside in, uh, we kind of grew up together. But your family, and you in particular, you just have this love in you that's just, like, overwhelming at times, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Uh, but, y- y- and I just believe that that absolutely comes from Benjamin, too, you know, how much you, you guys loved him and how much he taught you to love, just like Christ's love, you know, regardless of, you know, what his state was or how he was. And then you took that and now you just applied it to every single area in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like... Like even 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 when we were younger, you you just so like happy all the time, or you were so just just so loving. It was great to be around, you know. I would definitely say that was a gift from God, and also after um, losing Benjamin and spending this summer of going to Bible school and able to dedicate a time just to focus on God, God also really revealed to me that you know this world really does lack in love, and I would agree with you, Victor. That I think that's God has definitely has blessed me, you know, with this joy and this happiness I have and with this love. And I know it can be overwhelming, so I got to learn how to tone it down sometimes. <laughs> but um, that, you know, I pray that everyone tries their best, you know, to show that Christ-like love. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, loving someone doesn't always benefit you, and sometimes it really hurts, and sometimes it's really hard. But that that's n- not the love that Christ showed us, you know. Yeah. He has you know, performed so many miracles and crowds of thousands of people would follow him and you'd think that they all love him and like would serve him, but they just went to go see the miracles. They went to go get fed, 
you know, and they were gone wherever, moving on with their lives after they got what they wanted, you know, but Christ, even though people spit and mocked at him, you know, he still was willingly stayed on that cross to die for us in order to experience that pure Christ-like love. And I really like, I pray that, you know, everyone may attempt to reflect Christ's love too. Yeah, that's, um, you know, just ending off this podcast, um, do you have any like advice, any like, um, any words for people who are going through grief with pain, who need that love that we just mentioned, love of Christ? Like, if someone is going through pain right now, what would you tell them? Or going through grief, what would you tell them? Um, for those of you who may be going through grief, I'd want to first of all say sorry. It's not a fun process, and it definitely hurts. Um, I wouldn't say it necessarily goes away. You learn to live with it. But I really encourage to listen to worship songs. You know, like Still I Will Praise or that one, the song Though You Slay Me. Those are beautiful, but also sing praises or sing, or listen to songs that sing praises to God. And I would encourage you to read the Bible and remind you yourself of God's promises. Mm-hmm. You know, God, he's a God of his word. And I pray that we never forget that. And that when you read his word, that you may see how he fulfilled his promises, even though maybe his children wouldn't always listen to him. Like he promised the Israelites to give them a promised land. They didn't necessarily listen to him, so they were in the desert for 40 years. But ultimately, he still fulfilled that promised land, and he still gave it to him. So I really encourage you, you know, to read your word and promise, you know, Remind yourself of the promises, and what are those promises? God promises to give you peace, to give you joy, to set you free from your sins and from the, your shackles. And he will do all of that, but it all depends if you are willing. You have to come with an open heart. And yes, it may hurt, and it may feel really uncomfortable, and you may not know what to do, but may you go to the one, you know, the one being that is always constant, and that will never leave you, and that is God. Yeah. Amen. Um you know, we just want to leave you guys with encouragement, you know. We'll be praying for you. Pray for others who are going through grief. Um, you know, it's it's a it's difficult time, but, you know, God is with us through it all. Amen. Um, and Lisa, I want to thank you. It's been such a blessing with having you on, so. With that, I think I think we're done. God bless you guys.